0: Jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Let's
1: get Canadian big. Let's get big, baby. Uh, yes,
2: uh, we are one hand dignity down, and I blame him profuse, profusely, immensely. How dare he? Uh, <laughs>
1: How dare you have a life?
2: No, bud to the pod. Erin, it's her last day in New York, or she's leaving today, or I blame her as well. Uh, but God bless her. We love her, and uh, of course, uh, uh, Hen should uh, ditch his bros to be with his E Weaver.
1: E Weaver, but Ashley's here making fun of small people again.
2: Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> I just I... asked
0: you to text me your address.
2: Oh, I was I did I say I would? Oh, uh, listen yeah, to the pod. Like... I'll explain where my head has been all week. Doctor Toilet's back in the bowl. Let's just put it that way. Ooh. Uh, Thank you. I I promise you I will send you that. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, as Ashley was um showing me uh, a picture of a small person and spitting on it, uh, I wanted to bring <laughs> up uh I bring up this concept of little people and I, I and the and the the joking uh affectionate
1: uh nomenclature the <laughs> that I point here <laughs> on the podcast the jerk practice podcast oh yeah with- Hans and case no hen
2: no hen but uh he's here in spirit that's for sure uh i'm retiring i'm retiring big bug in all <laughs> sincerity. official oh man yeah i i even though it's Mary. what four episodes young yeah i preface it and and love for everyone and i truly mean it but i can foresee it (laughs) be i can foresee i don't care if it's taken the wrong way of course it will and should be i just uh what and this is not an apology i know kathy griffin (laughs) she looks like a (laughs) griffin uh uh, no, it just I can see it potentially hurting anybody's feelings, so that's that's no good. Retiring, big bug, big kid, little wizard, whatever it was, it's A little all wizard. done. <laughs> A little, I forget what it was before, but it's uh it it, 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 was, it was good fun, but it was of course yeah, you stupid fun, and anybody your... that listens
1: to it knows how how stupid that, that you know I'm I'm, I, I'm the bug. The internet will give me high hell for this story. But back when early days in New York, I think I was driving around with Mitch. Yeah. uh, Jerk practicing himself, Mitch Rose. Uh, We were driving around and we were in like the, the West Village. We had a stoplight and it was a hot summer day. And I look over and I see Peter Dinklage with a big dog. What but guy? this is pre Game of Thrones, Peter Dinklage. So I couldn't. He was just in the station agent at that time. Like, Sh- Sure. But you recognize him. I recognized movie, him. Yeah. So I elbowed my compatriot, Mitch, because he's also a weird encyclopedian. And, went, and what came out of my mouth was like, hey, look, it's that famous midget. Oh, no. <laughs> but and then I looked and he heard me. And had the saddest look on his face, and, the, and then we drove away, and I had to be like, "No, no, no, no!" Right, because uh. it's West Village, so it's like a foot away. We're sure. in this big van, <laughs> so it's just even more me looming over Peter Dinklage. I went, "Hey, y'all, look! It's that famous little guy. It's a famous midge." <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, a little, I guess all all could be all. Yeah, we know, we know you didn't mean it. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, in that we town all, again we all put our foot in our mouth uh, many times. I remember uh, I said something. This wasn't racial or like accidentally using the wrong word, but I just remember, oh my God, I've put my foot in my mouth so many times. I remember I was at somebody, I was at our friend's house in what was uh, called Dinky Town
1: in Minneapolis. Spicy. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it is spicy. Why is it called that? the the early the early settlers were uh, big bugs. Oh, <laughs> nay, <Hey>, retired. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, it's just funny that I, I never thought of the term Dinky Town before, but it. I guess it just means construed. small
2: town, which is spicy dinks. I mean, <laughs> that is, is it. I mean, I'm not the first to say it, or I am because it's so stupid. Like it is like a little. Is the word ironic that Peter Dinklage's name is Dinklage? Is that stage it's name? It's his real name Epstein Rosenblum? <laughs>
1: <laughs> he changed it to Dinklage? Like, oh, man. Shrewd marketing. That guy's got an agent. A shark for an agent. Stage name.
2: Uh, what was I going to say? Change oh. your name
1: to uh, Peter Tinyman. <laughs> Peter Tintz.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I shouldn't even. I
1: can't. Uh, I, 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 Talk about we see that we out. see the path ahead of us, and we choose the path not taken. <laughs> oh, no. We'll go away from the path that involves us coming up with terrible new yeah, terms that, for that. People. That's my poem:
2: is I decided to take the road no one should nor would ever take, but you. And that road you was called Endwich Town. Yeah. So I think Dinky Town means small town within a town because it's a college town. But we were hanging out at our friend's house. Um, they had like, uh, like a ratty, like, I don't think anybody went to college, but just like one of those like bro houses with like uh, yeah. p- played um, music in the basement. There was one night there where the entire night consisted of us uh, in Minneapolis. You would buy cases of beer and you would save oh, the empties yeah. because, I don't know, everybody return drove them. in Minneapolis. You'd save the empties. Get that nickel back. You return them and you get the nickel and they just <laughs> automatically take that off your next purchase. And of course, we were not lousy enough not to save the bottles, but we were definitely lousy enough to let those collect like, uh, some hoarder in the, in the West Village. Oh, like, yeah. Just to make
1: faux, faux furniture out yes. of empty
2: stacks and stacks of cases of Miller High Life empties. And one night it was like, we got like drunken, like just to that level where somebody like, Got angry because we were playing ping pong, so threw a beer bottle because it was just a cement unfinished basement, and it shattered oh God, with that creepy
1: dentist chair down there yeah, too.
2: It was a it was a saw it was saw the the it next was, chapter. It was
1: saw levels of yeah stacks of nudie mags. Oh like, yeah. it's just a yeah.
2: It was like the turtles layer if turtles was not PG or PG thirteen, it was turtles NC seventeen. Um, yeah, big bongs. You know, so the bongs are so big, comically big. Where even stoners now are like, "That's your grandpa's bong, man," because they're all hitting tiny little
1: vapes that they can tiny hide little under one their hitters. nut sack. Yeah. Uh, no, there was a six foot bong in that basement where people had to stand on a stool, yeah. to smoke out of it. <laughs> so stupid. And somebody else had to light it, so it was yes. a two man deal. Like And it was always like, <laughs> that's a gallon of water. Who's with me? Who
2: tag team? <laughs> yeah. Like, it was cool. So cosmopolitan. And you had
1: to pull so
2: hard yes. to get anything. And you fill it, and it just is disgusting. The bong water's never changed because how no. do you change a six-foot bong water? You have to stand six feet away into from the sink yard. To empty it out. <laughs> and then how do you clean it with a long brush inside? Like, <laughs> it's just so skunky. There is There's something... Whole cottage industry, the six-foot-long bong brush. And I remember they had to get... I think I'm getting my two places mixed up. Like I know there was a sweep. large bong there, but I'm thinking of there was definitely a six-foot bong that looked like it had been through Korea. On a, on a PT <laughs> no, boat it was so like the bottom had broken off so now it's just replaced with tied on plastic shopping bag that kept in
1: like <laughs> the, the vacuum or whatever you would call it and it's covered with those like 40s like when a, a piece of luggage went round the world like right in, exactly. like omaha beach
2: somebody put swastikas down the side of it ironically but it's only i it was only ironic for that one moment of time when some stoner was making a joke so now when people walk into the room just they like, just see you taking a hit out of I a six foot <laughs> with fucking swastikas down the side um six foot po- oh so broke a beer bottle like ah you got me ping pong and that was all it took where somebody's like I'm thinking of John Lariat here, oh, decided yeah, to yeah. also throw a beer bottle. And then we proceeded to spend, there were so many empties, I shit you not, the next 45 minutes to an hour, breaking every single beer bottle onto that Down cement there. floor. Yeah, Hundreds and hundreds of broken shards of glass just breaking beer bottles, to which Dr. Toilet even took it a step further and saying, <laughs> set a beer <laughs> bottle down on the ground and stomped it to which it perfectly shattered and put a piece of glass all the way up through my
1: entire foot. So I've been- I don't, <laughs> I wasn't there for that event, but I was, I had to have been there a few nights later because we used to always hang out in the basement. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Never in the living room unless they were watching like a twins game. Right. Or something. We always hung out in the basement and it was like that event. No more basement. Yeah. Every, like, no one ever cleaned it up.
2: No, no, because it was now, it was like you were walking around, like when they finally find that secret passage in the Temple of Doom, because there were no lights <laughs> down there. Nobody changed the lights. So it was just crunching glass. I put a shard of glass through my foot. I had been drinking all night, so my blood was thinner than. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, just broth. Yes. Bone broth. And I saw it just bleeding out profusely. But I i was seriously like that sketch where the kid fell and had the hole in his head. I was like,
0: yeah, man. <laughs> it's
1: so stupid. Oh, no, I f- felt like, because I was there, like it was one of those things, like I saw the aftermath. Yeah. And like it was just a fucking pit. And I felt like one of those, like you and I... We're, we love reading history, Civil War in particular. Yeah. Like it felt like I was one of those like New York intellectuals that took the wagon down to the Battle of Bull Run and was like, oh, oh my <laughs> right. God. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> There's nothing good to see here. Uh, it's yes.
2: just mayhem. That's such a crazy concept of history. I mean, it hasn't changed. We just have little drones that show us, or I'm thinking yeah. back to when. Desert Storm, whoever named that, oh, God, like yeah. when that was the hot weekend when you just were watching these crazy scuds.
1: Uh, How, like, that is, t- it's one of those weird cultural moments that I don't feel like people get. Like, because we were kids when it happened. Yeah. And that was definitely marketed toward children. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Nearly to the point where I'm surprised there wasn't a like Desert Storm Saturday morning cartoon. Right, yeah, I'm surprised because it was they like collector have... cards and stickers.
2: Yeah, and I'm surprised. Yeah, the weekend they didn't have those same cartoons that ran on Nickelodeon, like My Buddy and Gogurt or something. You know, like because I <laughs> I remember watching Go-Gurt. it vividly, and at my age, I was just like, all right, this is there, there was nothing real about it to me, nothing. I did not have the capacity, or if I, I'm I'll. I want to, like, back away and say I was smart enough. No, I was just like, oh, they're bombing each other's land. You know what I mean? Like, we're bombing their country, which is a uh, broader thing that I just see on a map. Like, they're not blowing up families' houses and shit. Like, I just didn't think like
1: that. No, and it was weird because I do remember. Like, I remember that morning before school, instead of watching cartoons uh that are on in the morning that used to be on every weekday morning yeah i remember captivated like sitting in front of the tv watching because they were i just remember them talking about desert shield and desert storm and they were about to upgrade it from desert shield to desert storm and i was i still remember that i was like "Ooh, i don't want to miss it yeah right like i have to go to school yeah. It's, I'm going to miss the upgrade from shield to storm.
2: It's, yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, I still never forgive my parents for making me go to my like last day of sixth grade picnic. So I had to miss the, s- the series finale of full house. All I did was stand in like a corner of this picnic at Highland Park, bitching with my friend Adam, like a couple of house hens. hens. What do you think's <laughs> happening on it? We're going to miss Joey. I bet they're crying as they say their final goodbyes. I'm missing the <laughs> right? cries.
1: As, as if it's like a Breaking Bad, like, oh, yeah, Joey committed suicide. <laughs> yeah, no, right. He's just going to still keep telling bad jokes, but he's going to move to Toledo. I love that shit where it's like... uh
2: I guess it just doesn't matter. Like, so when it's my show, I'm like, yes, they are sad they're leaving. Anybody's sad they're leaving, even a shitty show, especially a full house, because they're also leaving. And I Mm -hmm. shouldn't be projecting on this, but I would be sad, even though I was like, there, there's potential from what I heard that that situation was so toxic. Like, it was the same as showing up to a bad, bar with a bad manager you didn't like it was just like I don't want to fucking go and see these people it's always fucking something but I'd be sad too because I'd be like I'm fucking walking away from $750,000 a week and
1: fucking yeah and that the only reason I'm just thinking of John Stamos solely yeah like he just hot young hunk up and coming hunk gets that show he's only known for that show oh yeah he marries a, a gorgeous woman that's just the husband to this hot woman. And he's selling Groikos or Greekans
2: yogurt or whatever and and he's been bit by Cassidy the vampire from Preacher because he hasn't aged a bit. Oh no, yeah. I heard him on Howard Stern uh and Howard Stern played a game where it was like, which one of these women uh that you slept with uh is lying? And all of them automatically he slept with, and he didn't remember any of them. But they were all like, "Yeah, we all slept with you," and and that was just a given. It didn't phase him at all. But which one of them was lying? Is one is like, "I have HIV," and one was like, "This is your son," and the other one was something crazy. And he was like, "Uh, "Where are you from again? HIV? (laughs) You're San Francisco? (laughs) When do we? When did I? You know." Screw your feet or whatever, you know. It's like it's like, oh my god! And it turned out. I mean, I guess it, I, did. I make up the HIV because I was going to say obviously the woman with the child is lying, but it doesn't mean just because he slept <laughs> with somebody with HIV, he, he had foot sex with a woman and now has HIV. Right. It's not like you automatically get it, or like like when I was a kid, like this concept of contracting HIV was guaranteed. If you... Oh, it was a given. I yeah. was smart enough to know, like, the whole, like, like like stupid shit about, like, being in a pool with someone. Like, I was smart right. enough to the know... toilet seat ...aware stuff. of that. Like. But it was, if you have any, like, sexual contact or, like, a weird, like, blood thing, like, if you get, like, blood, it was hammered into my head. Like, that is it. That is game over and you will be dead yeah. in the same way, like, the Ebola virus will
1: kill you. Like, I was convinced of that, like afraid of that. And I now, remember yeah. seeing uh, watching an NBA basketball game when yes. Magic yes. Johnson came back. Yes. He like took an elbow to the brow yep. and started bleeding and it's funny that we're talking about the Desert Storm shit game stopped. It became over. about like yes. like Hazmat suits like, they scrubbed
2: the whole court. I, rem- I, w- I remember that game. I probably wasn't watching it, but it was such an ordeal. Like, it, it could have potentially been like, we're going live. And it was to those yeah. ratty NBA refs who are just short. They're big bugs. I'm switching big bugs to referring <laughs> only to NBA refs. <laughs> NBA and they're not referees. little people. They just and look like crooked, big And they're crooked, too,
1: by the way. And they're, they're crooked the shysters.
2: And I remember so them they conversing all right, the blood, do we, you know, like, you, it's insane. But that's
1: how people treated it. And I feel like the same thing happened. I know, they treated happened... it like it was John Carpenter's The Thing. Right, Like exactly. this pool of blood was going to turn into a monster. Like, I don't want that monster bite my head off. That's so weird. Because so, when you're Magic Johnson, you're
2: so famous. And apparently he's... From all, all, and all, everything I've heard, and I don't know who my Magic Johnson sources are, so from every story I've heard is he's a really, really good dude, too.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. what
2: a weird feeling to have all that shift so quickly to the point of where you are treated like the alien from aliens, and you are, yeah. like, every bit of fluid. Like, it's so, like, dangerous to everybody. I remember, didn't Larry Bird, like, talk a lot of shit? No, he didn't. It was... St- Isaiah Thomas oh, was yeah. like, I'm not going to be on the team with him. And they were like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not on the dream team. Oh, that's right. Then we took Christian he... Leitner.
1: Talk shit about. That's right. I forgot that the original dream team. That's why Isaiah Thomas wasn't on it because he's a piece of shit.
2: Yeah. But even the racist Larry Bird was like, he's my boy. And he said, boy. <laughs> <laughs> No, and Larry Bird's not a racist. Let me retract. Obviously, if you listened to five episodes ago, you'll know yeah, that. Yeah,
1: that's a jerk practice myth we've been floating. He's not actually a racist. Yeah. But he is. Maybe. I mean, look at that mustache. Playing with that lumpy ball. You uh, <laughs> should have been smoking out of that swastika six-footer. Oh, maybe that's why
2: I'm feeling so sensitive to uh, making sure, like, like my need to like please everybody, but making sure that I don't want anybody to feel more uncomfortable than most likely people are already feeling because of the Charlottesville shit that's happening and all the fucking madness that's happening. It's so bananas, but I have a solution to it and it will make this country the weirdest country ever. And it's such an easy solution and it'll put people to work for every Confederate or even founding father for every his, uh-huh. For every person, they're all men, for every individual of history that we feel yeah. we must memorialize in statue, if they yeah. own slaves, we must make statues of their slaves that go with them. So you won't even have room that in any park. Is
1: fucking awesome.
2: Yes, you won't even have room in any park to protest because our entire country will just be all these statues. <laughs> Slave
1: statues. Oh, yes. Yeah.
2: That's it. That's easy. And you don't have to tear caveat, any tear yeah. any of them
1: down. Nope. You just gotta got come with you. It's like those terracotta warriors. Yes. Yes. Buried in China with the Emperor. Mm hmm. Except you go. these are the solutions. And-
2: I, I yeah. I, I don't know. I I've been thinking I had a long conversation with a friend of mine trying to figure it out last night, and it's like there's no figuring out because Every, like, time we'd go down, like, the rabbit hole of, like, yeah, but mm. there's that weird hashtag going around, like, this, not us. It would always wind up into unintentionally saying something, like, but somebody should be less sensitive. And it's, like, no, this is too, like, it's it's too much of a yeah, quagmire no. of madness, where it's just, like, or, like, I brought up, and I already knew it was a flawed point, but I was, like, you don't have... Hitler way in Germany, you don't have uh, Van Garen Street. No, you don't have. You, you know, <laughs> you don't have Hermann Göring Street, or you know, like Nazi. You know, you don't have Nazi statues. Uh-huh. But then it's like slavery and extermination are totally different. But I was like, I don't know, you're memorializing like this weird. Yeah, obviously slavery. If you want to well,
1: memorialize slavery, you, you, you can't. Get... start splitting hair yeah. like we did a lot of hair splitting yeah. oh, lately. Yeah. Oh yeah, but they're both bad like at this point it gets to talk about like who would win in a fight hulk or superman right like those both of those things are ghastly god-awful things that should never have happened but if you're right. like but i mean slavery's like way worse and it's like no it's it's they're all worse they're worse worse Can, it's just
2: i i have another solution everybody just needs to get at the same level of apathy as me and when's the last time you walked by a statue of anyone and actually bothered to look at the name on it or fucking care? That's where I'm at. I don't care about statues, good or yeah. bad. Everybody just needs to realize that statues are a fucking waste of money. You know I what? Love I'm anti-art. Ants fuck it. Done. Done.
1: Or Any, just all abstract.
2: Or yeah, replace statues with all these shitty statues I see in my neighborhood. There's like <laughs> bubblegum man and it's one of what's that what's that Italian sculptor who made all like the the grossy lanky statues. They're very cool. I think his name's like
0: oh, M- Moose uh, or
2: Marcanoni or Starts with an M, I think. You know, he makes the very lame, lang- yeah. they're, they're actually pretty, but it's his yeah. style. But now, like, some asshole straight out of SVA made, like, bubblegum man. And it's right in, like, the, um, median going up Jackson Avenue. And it's just a big, lanky, dong looking piece of bubblegum. It's like, all right, replace Robert. <laughs> That's even better. Replace yeah. replace it all with abstract art so we can all be like, can we just take Ugh, everything down? down? Can we just take everything no, down? Just,
0: I don't need a incorporate- rusty saw
2: blade that says bunion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got to incorporate classic with contemporary. You want to keep your Confederate statues? They're made out of dried piss.
2: Yes, exactly. Exactly.
1: Just sacks of shit. They have boogers made of
2: dung drip, dripping <laughs> yeah. out. Or, yeah, they ha- like, you can have a, you have to mix, yeah, you have to, what's that video we were talking about, like, avant-garde art? So, yes, you can have a statue of Robert E. Lee, but he has to be holding something so bizarre that, like, he has to be holding a headshot of Mark Summers.
1: <laughs> like, that's it. He's taking a rip off the six-footer. Yes, exactly, exactly. so Or everybody's pants are down. It's so,
2: yeah, it's so dumb. And all these people, like, I, I, I love, like, I mean, again, my level of apathy is like, all right, good on you. You go for it. There's a guy. Yeah. I wish I could give him the credit, but there's a guy on Twitter who's specifically outing all these white supremacists. Cause you can pick mm-hmm. them out. You go, you have too much to lose to be there i yeah, i can right. pick you like i can see tattoo bald guy no shirt suspenders and i go that guy doesn't give a fuck like that guy shit. will go he's in, been in
1: it since the beginning
2: that guy works he's, on cars for a living with a big confederate flag outside of his shop like it will not yeah. affect him but then i see like the, there's one kid who works for this, amway yes selling fucking
1: exactly door-to-door salesman yep that's the shit i'm like good do that Call
2: him out. Yes, absolutely. There's one kid that goes to the University of Nevada and he's such, he has the most immigrant sounding name I've ever, <laughs> I, I shouldn't say immigrant. He has the most foreign sounding name that even ISIS would be like, w- I don't know. Like, I don't know where it's like, yeah. but it's, it's Eastern, B- it's Chechen. It's like Skolnovoginovich. And this guy oh, looks yeah. straight up he's got a straight up he's got the straight up uh greasy Hitler not mustache yeah. hair people don't pay enough attention to Hitler hair no, he's, he it's all that mustache guaff, man. he's got that greasy comb to the side hair and he's got the most hateful look it looks straight out of a Hitler youth camp video like but he just looks
1: like a villain in a bad movie he do,
2: he looks like he should he looks like one of the guys in a preacher like um Oh, who's Steve Dillon should have drawn him? Anyways, yeah. he got called out. They found his name, and he's just a he's not just a guy, he's a fucking racist.
0: I managed Starbucks
2: to live a normal, a quote unquote normal life. You don't and get that to. motherfucker, you don't get to. yeah, you don't get to anymore. Like, they had to have a huge press conference that all of the heads at the university had to attend mm-hmm. and converse on and say, like, it's just this guy, they wanted to say this guy's a piece of shit, but they're like, we don't agree. Like, y- you could see their shoulders just sinking like, like we don't agree do with this moron, to? but we can't kick him out of school. But this guy's done. And then he went on an interview and he's like, people are judging me and they don't even know me. And it's like, you, <laughs> That's like fucking, you a fucking moron.
1: You are you at a I hate rally. rally. You, you, like you love, you said it. Ah. <sighs> You, you picked up a citronella me. candle torch, yes, which is also the fattest, whitest thing. It is so ridiculous. Yeah, just make your own torch. Just fucking like, don't wrap look like a go shirt. to Target.
2: Yeah, even I'm. I'm not a. I'm not as like, and I obviously, it has nothing like. To, I even I know how to make. Even though I know how to make myself look menacing, when like you're not menacing with a citronella. Uh, IKEA torch, but you fucking wrap up an old shirt like an old bowling shirt on a. Let me think of what's <laughs> even creepier. A metal, a metal broom handle rod. You are that would get very hot, which is yeah. why I'm not a white supremacist because I wouldn't do very good. I'm trying to. This think guy's of, too crazy. <laughs> get out of here.
1: He just wrapped you're a with a wet shirt. Get out of here, Casper. Too, you're like
2: I am a ghost. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, that, that
2: was all disgusting. And of course, like the way the raspberries fucking handling it is the, is, I guess you, I mean, I, I don't know. Again, like we say, you can't, it does, you no good to just say, I hate this guy. And so I will, I won't say that. I will say like, it's like, even I like, was like, this guy has done all this weird shit like this. Everything he does just keeps elevating the level of weirdness like like racist grandpa weirdness like all you have to do all you have to do is say like this group of hateful white supremacists is wrong and he said it it even said like i don't contone white supremacy or their hate he he should be on the jerk practice yeah or the other side. But I do, but I
0: don't.
2: It's like, are you a fucking madman? I feel like he makes that, like that statement was under the fucking gun. They were like, Mr. Tr-, like finally somebody in his cabinet. And this is yeah. probably not true because everybody tiptoes because everybody wants to keep their job. There. It's like it's like everybody's yeah. one episode away from getting booted off of full house. They're like, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. Everybody's walking on eggshells. So, But I feel like somebody was finally like, Mr Trump Mr Trump just read this say something. just make this go away and read this and he read it and then he saw like somebody he didn't like from the media like that scum he's not a scumbag, like uh Jim Acosta from New York Times that didn't even like yeah. smirk or do anything just wrote it down and maybe nodded his head like all right that makes sense and he was like I don't I, you don't agree with me <gasps> I don't like the other side. It's like, uh, what is happening? And then there's this argument, and I don't think he's, he, this guy is, I've never seen anybody so along for the ride in my entire life. Like, in the sense, not like that people are telling him what to do, but he's just like, I'm, I, I've never, I can't name one other person that's not a fictional re- wrestler that w- is going to do exactly and whatever he wants to do at whatever moment. I cannot think of one. Oh, yeah. Like, there is no... Maybe Ted Bundy, to get back to our Bundy track, like, there is no thought of consequence, and I don't mean, like, good or bad. Like, there is no thought... There's no forethought in anything
1: that is done. There is none. He revels in that shit. No, he has, like, a full... Like, the wrestler analog is perfect, because it's, like... He loves he loves the people shitting on him. I think so, right? Like, in, in some weird way, in his sort of, like, long... Because uh, that's the thing, like, long game, like... Like, why? Why do the, like, I condone all hate on both sides? Like, why? Why do it? Why, why do say it? that? Because one side killed an innocent person. And you, then- They don't get... But, like, so what's your long game? Like, he, he needs this character. He needs... And I still think, even when he started, I was like, "This motherfucker, his long game is just to cultivate this character of himself, right?" Because he he will get to use that. No one's going to pay him fucking fifty grand to come speak at a university, right? Well, what's he's the, going what's to the finish his turn down south. Probably not even that. Maybe, but then he will then validate that. Then he will just straight up become David Duke, right. which he doesn't want to. Because he wants to sell fucking steaks, he wants to fucking sell golf courses. <laughs> well, like he's just cultivate, like keeping himself relevant. But that, you're the president; you don't have to.
2: Yes, that's the thing. I think there's then there's the argument that like no no no, this guy is I and I hate this guy's so smart because by saying on both sides, he's guaranteeing some uh, weird base that apparently well that obviously exists but i wouldn't think it's large enough to call it a base by saying like so he automatically retains the like the fucked up people we're seeing the overt racist but i i have a i don't you have a hard time believing that what they call this bible belt base you and i are from the midwest like i know people are Uh fucked up but i i have i'm not jaded enough to believe that there's a majority within that base that's like, good for him. Uh, those guys were wrong, and I could be wrong. Like, I, right. I, but maybe they're just like, it, they they don't even see the race, and they're just like, those guys are lefties, and I'm a righty,
1: and these guys are extreme. But though, yeah, I I don't know. They could say if play, you yeah. take a step back, like I'd like to think, like I I try not to get, like I try to be analytical and look at it like. I just don't understand, like, I don't agree with the, like, some of what, like, the Antifa style protesters do to just start shit. Right, of course. Like, I don't, I don't like raising Hell for the sake of raising Hell. You're not on Shia LaBeouf's, uh,
0: right. take and, a poop that's on thing. Trump like, cam?
1: You can't, I feel like you can't, I can't keep that sort of even-handed, like, well, because that's what Trump just—he basically just said, like, I don't like these protesters on either side. But it was like the guy fucking killed somebody, right? He ran, he fucking a car into people. That's so fucking crazy. Like, there's no excuse. Like, even if you like, I'm gonna put myself in this. Like, we're talking about this odd. Like, I'm I'm with you. I don't. I'm not jaded enough to think like, oh, there all these people in the South are racist scumbags. Right? Not true. Yeah, not true. There's a small sect of like. Racist scumbags everywhere, though. Everywhere. But, like, just, the, but yeah, the fact that you, you can't, like, they antagonized. Okay, let's hypothetically say, like, oh, the counter protesters antagonized these white supremacists, which is the dumbest sentence ever uttered by anybody. Right. You, there's still, no, there's never an excuse to, like, do exactly what fucking terrorists do. It happened in Spain. Some fucking oh, terrorists drove a fucking truck into people. Didn't he like, s- that's an act of terrorism? It's happened. Didn't he say some crazy shit
2: about that, too? Didn't he blame like the woman who was killed in uh, Charlottesville? Like, see, they're up to it. Like, literally, he's like, right, yeah, like, g- like guy who just says things to say things, like I, uh, which I was about to do and put it in his mouth. Like, I would not put it past him to say, see, look at what you guys did now. It's like, what? Like all these false equivalencies, like people are, yeah. um, what are they equating? Oh, like the, the, the off his rocker dude that shoot people, shot people on a baseball diamond. Now all of a sudden oh, he's right. an yeah. alt left radical, which yeah. can we just drop alt and just, no, uh, just say rat. I don't know. I like alt right. Uh, uh, how about we just call him a fucking murderer? Yeah, that's it. It's so easy. Uh. It, uh, none of this is easy. It's just, oh, okay. but you weird. Just keep licking
1: their chops like the guy that shot those Republicans. Like the fact that they're like, he worked for Bernie. It's it's not about that. You can't tarn feather me because I was a Bernie supporter actively. Like I, I don't hide it. Like I didn't, I don't like Hillary Clinton. I you know, but now in hindsight, like it couldn't have been as bad, right? Like
2: fuck you can't say you want to do anything with the, to the president but in a hypothetical some guy who says the craziest thing on a podcast for a year gets associated with something to do with the president and they have to look back and try and create a narrative for what this person is and then use snippets from that podcast to describe what kind of sect he is part of would just be Big Bucks getting taken way out of context. Just be so worth it. Like, oh my God, just to hear that story. But it's not us.
1: But it might be. I, the thing about, like, this Trump is, like, it's going to be, like, his presidency is what it is. Like, we'll, we'll all live through it. Like, yeah. I don't believe the fucking nuclear war with fucking North Korea. Like, we lived through that being from South Dakota, which you didn't realize till you lived there. It was one of the most dangerous places to be on the planet during the Cold War.
2: <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Because it was literally the closest to Russia and we had a ton of military bases. So definitely not making it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like there is no. So we lived through that like eighties, like the rush, Ruskies are coming, fucking red dawn world. Like I don't think any of that's gonna happen. But like once Trump's out, like I think he's going to be. It's just gonna. I, I wonder what type of insanity as a former president. Oh, my like God. there will he is it one, at least in modern times. I feel like he is. Closer to like the early fucking renegade scumbaggy like the Jacksons, like post-founding fathers yeah. style. Polk, President. He, he, the The portrait he like, chose. Like he should to have, have died from consumption. The- yes. Like in a wagon because he's just he's charming and he has money and there are a, a good amount of presidents. Like that's all it took. If duels were still legal, he would have
2: had more duels than Andrew Jackson by now. Mm-hmm. Which is the president he's chosen to adorn his wall over the Oval Office. The greatest slave-holding president in our history. great Not greatest. Yeah. Great. The, he has own, did own the most people. He had, in the contest
1: in, for owning the most slaves. He's, he's not a,
2: He wasn't the best slave owner. <laughs> he was so nice. Which, oh my God, people say that shit. Like about Thomas Jefferson. Like, he was nice to his slave.
1: And George Washington. It's like, those shouldn't be that shouldn't be uttered anymore no we should say we appreciate what they did to start this country but they didn't have enough foresight to not have fucking slaves no they did i was talking this is the quagmire that's the we'll thing get they into it is because they're rich yeah they're rich white dudes it's all like, about the rich before we start and the, that's yeah. how they keep making money
2: That's the difference, but there's many different, I was just going to say, that's the difference between George Washington and me. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go to there. The difference between George Washington and me is that he was a rich white landowner with ties to aristocracy and had money. And I was so sad right before we started the podcast because I was cleaning a Ziploc bag for use again
1: later. I was just like this is such mom poverty. You know, did the same thing. <laughs> I was doing the dishes and I was like, I can't put these Whole Foods containers in the dishwasher. It'll warp them. Got to hand wash them exactly. So I have a I have a cabinet cupboard full of like fruit contain like just stuff that should be thrown <laughs> in the garbage. Of course, I was good, but not too
2: good. And th- this makes it sound like I'm about to be on the street tomorrow. But if I could turn uh, your attention to my right, you will see two big bags of books and four bags of clothing that are going to the Strand bookstore and Beacon's Closet, which I'm already aware of will not compensate me the amount of money it will take to get gas. To these two places <laughs> to go
1: there, right? But yeah. yet
2: the hopes, the the mom poverty hopes I have in getting a few bucks will get me out the door to do it. But I finally did have today was a day like I I had poverty mom week. I was just like stressing out about money. Work is slow, and I when I say poverty mom, my poverty mom because we all know that she uh, didn't necessarily appropriately handle uh money tension in my family in the fact that (laughs) you know and i don't how could i blame her like fucking shit is hard so she you know instead of i'll hear stories I'll, i'll hear stories of people that um have since made it like an example would be and this isn't specifically but i'll think of somebody like i don't know why i would go sinatra but anybody somebody at that level who's like when i grew up we had nothing But my mom made sure we had a bowl of soup on the table every night, and she didn't complain once, and I had no idea what was going on, and there was always a gift under the tree. Even if my dad made it out of an old pair of boots, he stole off a shoe shiner's stand. But my mom (laughs) was... Uh, like as soon as like financial got all put on my shoulders, we're gonna die. We're eating dirt. (laughs) It's just like so. I have this like what's mom screaming again?
1: Dirt. (laughs) We're eating dirt.
2: I have such a high anxiety and weird attachment to financial insecurity that cannot lift me like i have there is no immediate danger of anything but this week i was like i'm not getting any work fucking pacing room to room cleaning old containers and crying and but i'm like (laughs) but to this morning like as more of a purge than anything else like like almost like a self flagellation like how dare you own things have so so many shirts and which is true like I have so like I have a bag of 50 t-shirts none of which I've worn in 3 years but I've kept them I've gone through the closet but I've kept them strictly out of case. funny I was like isn't this a funny shirt of an of an eagle like landing on you know Ronald McDonald's dick, or like you know, like just some <laughs> stupid shirt. Make that shirt. Keep that one for sure. Make that shirt. But just all these ironic shirts. Like, isn't this a funny shirt of Garfield? saying and I hate Mondays. And yeah, it is. But I don't wear it, nor do I need but if it. If you don't wear it, then and yeah. It, so it's like I did very well in purging, but I also could reframe it and say I did very bad. I have two big bags of books. Do you know how long I held an unofficial biography of Nancy Reagan in my hands before I had to so put it back on the shelf? <laughs> Str- knowing I would never read it, but knowing how much joy and I, I get out of unofficial. looking over and seeing it and just going like, what a silly book I own. So that's on the shelf. <laughs> I couldn't even, I didn't even touch one of my comic books, not one, not one of my, I, and I will, and I feel like I will never be able to do that. Not a single trade paperback. They didn't get touched. And so while I did well and one book, I have a series of like nice leather bound books. I was like, this'll fetch me a handsome penny. It's like, and it's like those old weird, like what back when a guy came to your door and was like, would you like a leather bound collection that you would get every week of Anna Karenina and like, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, uh, the classics of literature. Uh, yes, exactly. So I was like, oh, well, but this is old. This is like 40 years old and kind of looks nice. Sure enough, Anna Karenina, which is why it's the only one I can pick out of my head because I don't know other books. But I was like, oh, this will fetch me something handsome. Oh, it's got a little scuff. And then I look at the I pull it off of the shelf. It has a little scuff on the side because you, we use it as a prop in a sketch in which I use it as yeah. the tome of Saibon the Plutonian Windboxer. <laughs> so, yes. I, so I pull it out and right on the cover is a picture of me, my head, photoshopped on an animated spaceman with like a plume of <laughs> toot smoke coming out of his gas pack. And it says, Saibon the Plutonian Windboxer. And sure enough, I've attached it with up. the most intense adhesive ever fucking rat tape or whatever that new tape that's replaced, duct tape, gorilla tape. (laughs) Rat tape. (laughs) And then I'm like, I pull it off and it doesn't like... It like starts to peel away. I was like, this is done. Like this book is like, and then I start to flip through the pages because I'm such a fucking skink. I can't memorize lines. It has all my lines gorilla <laughs> glued into the pages. Skink, you dink. So it's like, all right. So that collection You're is like done. Marlon Brando. Like <laughs> just put it on the billboard. Yeah. So, uh, and then what else? What else did I have trouble like? Oh, any Shakespeare that I'll never pick up ever again in my life because I've already taken that
1: class. But she looks so good on the shelf.
2: And it looks so ironic (laughs) next to like my whole life is is it's all a face, right? How funny does the Tempest look next to look next to this copy of Just Jackie where she talks about touching JFK's hog log right before he gets buried, you know? I'm trying to think of... This is the second time I've used Hog Log. Oh! Hog Log. I heard James Elroy start off a speaking engagement. So fucking cool. Like James Elroy, you know the author, oh, obviously. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. He
2: is fucking cool as hell. And I heard... He sounds like a beat poet, and maybe he's... I think he's a little later, but he sounded kind of mm-hmm. like... um, uh, Who was that big bug? Um... The little poet of the beats. Harvey Kyle. Um, no. The little guy. I can't think of it. Uh, Alan Gershwin? No. Alan Ginsburg. Ginsberg, That, that yeah. was. He, he has this sound, the same fluidity, but he wasn't reading from a poem. He was just like, Welcome, all you hog loggers and ween skit. Like, it was just like, and I was like, that guy's like, crazy. And I didn't do him any justice there. And all I retained was hoglog, but it was just. Very good. So now I need to. He, I need like, to. Yeah, no, he's a super
1: to, interesting dude. Like I've. Yeah. I watched a documentary that was about him because his he's a crime writer. Yeah, L.A. Confidential. Black his mom, Black his mom was murdered. Yes. Like mm-hmm. in some cr- creepy, crate like basically from one of his books, you would think like. Yeah. Never his, solved. Like. No, like he didn't have. He didn't like. She was a single mom. Yeah. And just like found they got found in an alley like where their throat slit and shit so it's like an unsolved crime like he doesn't know what happened well what i heard
2: and i'm trying to think of where i can credit this I, i heard a little something on um james elroy and what i heard is so james elroy lived this wild life like he talks about he went to a he's from la
1: yeah
2: grew up there his parents divorced he ended up like totally falling into his dad's camp and his dad totally obliterated his mom's reputation to him and he took it hook, line, and sinker. He ended yeah. up at this private Jewish um, school, grade school or whatever, mm-hmm. prep school. And he was like, he says that he was like one of the only five kids that were non-Jewish. And so in order to stand out, he became a neo-Nazi, which I didn't know about Jesus. him. And he's like, no. in and he says only in like the face sense, like... I mm. didn't believe in any of that shit. In fact, I hated all of that shit, which is weird if you can say now. But he's like, I needed t- to be seen. I needed attention. And this was a real easy way to get attention. So easy. Was like, Jesus. So easy. Yeah. So he got expelled. And then he like just didn't finish school, became a ruthless drug addict, alcoholic. Yeah. Um, what do you call somebody? Cat burglar. And like all these crazy stories, and he didn't end up coming around getting sober until like the late seventies, early eighties, and then it was like from all that pain and all this stuff that he ends up writing what becomes his, uh, what would you call it? Like, not like his greatest work because he's there. There's an mm-hmm. argument there, but what it put him on in the map, like where he like came into his success. own, yeah. which was the Black Dahlia, which is the story about Elizabeth Short, who was this mm-hmm. famous, uh, who which ended up being this famous case in LA in which this woman was found cut in half, almost decapitated, totally brutally murdered. And there's all this story about Hollywood intrigue surrounding it. But what it uh, boils down to for James Elroy is it's this single woman who's found murdered in a a parking lot and the case isn't solved. So because it was so painful to write about his mother's murder, he took all of that and put it into this book called The Black Dahlia about the Elizabeth Short murders. And that's how he ended up dealing with it. And that's, I think, Mm. why everybody's like this, you know. It's the Ooh, crime, God, yeah. crime novels are, uh, I hate to say it, a dime a dozen, especially true crime novels, because mm-hmm. it's a fascinating and exploitative topic, and we are drawn to it. So, like, why did this one jump out and have so much behind it is because of, like, his personal stories. And then he uses words like hog log and peenween. Peenween's my no, trade No, you can book. tell, like,
1: just the way he's <laughs> peenween hog log, like, he just was a, a roughneck dude yeah. just from how he speaks. Like I, I didn't know that neo-Nazi. I knew he had a hard life. I didn't know he was just like a ruthless alcoholic drug addict. The neo-Nazi
2: thing is, uh, there's you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't compare. You should relate. But it did take a because, like I, from like what I heard of him speaking, I was like, you know, I can buy that. I, I don't think he believed in any of that stuff. I think he just wanted to be brash and abrasive and and mm-hmm. start some shit because he wasn't getting any attention. But it does take a little a little teensy weight off my shoulders when I think of moments when I was a bully in high school. And I was like, but really that bullying came out of, like, insecurity and, like, my own, like, sense of, like, <laughs> you go back and look at a picture of me and you'll go, you were a bully? Fucking acne so bad I can barely open my eyes, you know? Uh, uh, so pale, but the darkest, blackest dyed hair done poorly. So like my whole forehead's black. Like you, that kid was a bully. It's like, no, I, I, I've definitely treated like, and like did like weird shit. Like there was this girl who like talk about the pot calling the kettle black spicy. So this kid who's so greasy and dripping with pimple juice. (laughs) <laughs> this girl just had used like a self tanner, so she looked kind of Trumpy orange. And I fucking brutalized her for like an entire lunch period to the point was that I think, like, not even I think, I think she left like that, 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 like, fucking, t- she's a lot tougher than me. Like, I'm not gonna let you see mother- me cry, motherfucker, but you're hurting yeah. my feelings and kind of that, like, About to cry. What a horrible person I am. And then you just flip the mirror. So I think back to that. And it's like one of those moments where I just want to go into a closet and scream until my head explodes because that's such an embarrassing and sad moment. In my life, that I get to live over and over again, and we'll see at the quote unquote pearly gates. Cause I love the idea and how disgusting it is. If it's not even a religious thing, but if it's just how the chemicals in your brain work when they release for your final breath and your death, and your brain releases all the chemicals, and within those chemicals is every single second of your memory lived out in super fast in reality time one second. But to you, it's like you lived your whole life over again. and how many disgusting Ugh. moments you have to see of yourself on the couch alone. How many times you have to re-watch The Karate Kid. How many times you have to watch Dances with Wolves again. Like, out of that, like, please, some scientists, find that definitively. Because I will change the entire way I live. I will, just I will never get out of, of that juice. Uh, that's it. <laughs> Like, oh God! If you can, you imagine that should be the first thing. If they discover that, that should be the first thing they tell somebody. Like, every time you do something, not that somebody's looking over you, you got to relive it. It's like yeah. the preacher. Uh, I don't want to zero spoilers for preacher, but
1: I'm thinking of Arseface in this season. It's yeah. like that. That. That's oh, just like reliving that. that moment. Yeah, because yeah. in the sh- yeah, we can just say it's not a spoiler, but hell in the this world is you reliving your worst memory right, over and over and over again for all eternity. Yeah. Which is great because when, you know, some people's is horrifying and some people's is more psychological.
2: Yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, none of that was in, it's been a minute, but I'm like, did I miss it? None of that was in the original arc, right? None of
1: that. No. That's Hell so Hell was straight great. up like, Yes, horned demons and yes. monsters and stuff. Do you and f- heaven had those seraphim? Exactly, buff mohawked, yep. sort of like angels.
2: Do you think that's practical purposes or because I and I don't I don't care if it is, but I yeah. like I just think like it was just like again I I, yeah. I love uh, is it Ennis or Ennis? Do is there any knowledge I on that? I say Ennis. I, I say Ennis know. too. Like, I think he's just such a prolific writer that he's just like, all right, if we're doing this, I don't want to yeah. get fucking bored with it. You know how many Comic Cons I've had to talk about preacher with preacher nerds? He's like, I'll yeah, just fucking, let's, let's roll cut. with it. That's a let's keep different this? type of nerd. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's, it's my kind of, well, I almost, oof, some of them aren't my kind of nerd. Too, too, <laughs> too much, too much. They're, they're the kinds that are like, what is this hell shit? Like getting, yeah. up, I, I would imagine, you know, like pure no, purists maybe.
1: A, a practical choice because like the artist Steve Dillon did a good job and Carlos Esrique, I forget, but yeah, yeah. the artist who drew, like, it's a hell, like Dante's Inferno, like hell. Mm-hmm. And that I don't think that just doesn't work. It's not scary. Yeah, it's so played like, out.
2: It's like that uh, I, great Mr. Show sketch where it's like, like they just like, or maybe it's even just a David Cross bit where it's like, I'm the devil. I got a little pitchfork. Oh, yeah. I want to get you right in the tuchus. For-
1: <laughs> it's like, yeah. No, yeah. like the way they did it is cool. It's just like the mundane. is scary. Like hell is just jail. Exactly. Like a fucking gross, horrible jail. Like even the gags are great. Like it has a vending machine, but that vending machine only has Zagnut bars. Right. Exactly. Like it's like every aspect of everything is hellacious.
2: Yeah. It's perfect. And that, that's exactly what. Yeah. That would, just what I described. That's not even my worst memory. And it was ugh, just talking about mm-hmm. it. So even that one, which isn't the worst lived in storytelling without even actually seeing the weird moments of it. Like without smelling the weird foot pizza they used to serve in that cafeteria, oh, yeah. the smells that go with oh. it.
1: You know that like, would be turned up to a ten. Like all you would smell is like
2: over o pizza yeah. smell. Oh, God, yeah, over and over again for eternity. That's like that's perfect. Ugh. That's exactly what it is. And maybe that's what ha- You know, who, uh, like you get trapped. That something goes wrong, you get trapped in that like fucking meatloaf trapped in his own body in that weird episode of Tales from the Crypt. Oh, the yeah. pain
0: goes last. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? Yeah.
2: Did you watch, speaking of meatloaf? And this will be like, throw it out there. And it, it, there's that Rift Tracks on that movie called To Catch a Yeti. Did you see that one uh, yet? Oh, uh, no. Yeah. It's, you know, like, it's one of those where unfortunately, like, not unfortunately, cause you just can't avoid it. Like, to be perfectly honest. And I couldn't be a bigger Rift Tracks MS Mystery Science Theater 3000 fan. Mm-hmm. I could not love that show more. Maybe we've hit it. It is truly hit or miss, not because of them, yeah, but because the movie can be so unbearably bad that I just you can't, make, can't yeah. There's do no it. There's no
1: joy in it. Yeah, <laughs> no, totally. And they,
2: they, God bless them. They do it. They make it. They, they do it. But like this one was so shot on a, uh, you know, like uh, catch a yeti. It's called to catch a yeti. It's Canadian big. It's Canadian. Yeah, and meatloaf is this bounty Man hunter. God. And the, what? Yes, he's a bounty hunter trying to catch a Yeti, but the twist's on you because spoilers, the Yeti's like a fun Furby looking thing. So it's like a cute little short little Yeti that like. Has to eat ice cream or it gets too
0: hot. Oh,
2: but, God. but meatloaf is like covered in these pelts and he's like this Yeti bounty hunter. And he has this guy who I think is the director of the whole thing. And his name's like Mr. Squidge or something. And this guy always has to call him by his like full name. And he's got this fake like pillow under his shirt belly's He's like,
0: we're well, we oh, really, really catch it. Are we gonna really catch
2: a yeti, Mister Squidge? And it's like, what is <laughs> happening? It's so, and I mean, as I recall it now, it's worth like turning it on, but I, I don't know why. Oh, cause meatloaf we got there. Go pin it, cool. going all the way back, right when we were talking about that basement in Dinky Town, which was mm-hmm. almost an hour ago. And the reason we got there is because of um, putting your foot in your mouth, and it had yeah. to do with seeing that famous Peter Dinklage line that you, I was in that basement. So there were two people we really hung out with there or a bunch of people that lived there at the time, two roommates that were good buddies of ours that we drank Mm -hmm. in the basement with. And then one of their cousins that lived with him, which was a bit more of an outlier. He was just not into the same like weird kind of whiskey train partying we did. Oh
1: yeah. I was just going to say whiskey train was, it, it won't be hard to imagine you listen to us describe this horror show. Yeah. That should be in a fucking Rob Zombie movie. Sure. But they would do a thing called Whiskey Train. And what it would be is it's drunkenly stony baloney taken from Elvis has a song. I, forget, I don't even know what song it is, but there's a line that's like,
0: train, train. Oh, and I didn't even everybody know Everybody was loaded
1: one night and then it just became, you said train and then you passed the, the big jug of Canadian club. Yep. And the big jug of Coke around the room and everybody had to take a slug and then it just involved into Whiskey Train, which started like super fun and got everybody up and moving. But I was there towards the end of that and it was just a sad, pathetic, like (laughs) everybody sitting in a dark living room watching like the new criterion collection of seven that I had (laughs) and someone just go, Whiskey Train. Chicken, chicka chicken, just pass choo, it it was choo. just the most
2: soulless sad like i didn't know the his. i'm glad i got some etymology behind or the history behind it because i didn't realize it was from the elvis song but i do a little piece you're keeping out is the the train was not allowed to stop until the whiskey was gone oh, which made it God. super sickening and then there was also a moment do you remember when we went to St. Paul I want to say right over the line of Dinky Town cuz we had a buddy our friend Timmy's brother Joe yeah was in a frat yeah. and lived in a frat house super oh, let Jesus. me preface it super good dude and this isn't going <laughs> this story isn't going against the frat at all <laughs>
1: actually it adds going to my against foot in the, the mouth s- story scumbums who uh we crashed this frat party. Yeah,
2: sadly, we were invited and we brought the Canadian club and we brought the whiskey train and all these guys we were brought, like, oh, looked at us as they should have, as the bad news bears, as the big bugs we were. Because like, we're disgusting.
1: fucking gross art kids yes. who are like, we're going to show these squares. We brought the animal to Animal House. And they're like, we don't, Why?
2: but there was also uh, and it's not against him it certainly wasn't joe but there was also the crew that was like you guys can't hang we're in a frat and we were like time for a whiskey train <laughs> and we did whiskey train in the backyard and everybody's was like first of all they were i just remember at the guy sitting next to me in like the the collared like golf shirt with the double collars up was so repulsed by the thought that he had to put his li- as she should have been put his lips yeah. on the same bottle as me, but he did it. Take and a, I took threw- a toot from the jug, brother. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. Oh. And he had to, but they. I just remember slowly but surely people starting to throw up because it was
1: warm Coke, warm whiskey, hot August night. Like uh that's all we brought. They were like, yeah, let's invite your your friends from. You know, your hometown over. Yeah. We're going to have fun and we're going to have dinner and past apps. We didn't bring a casserole. We <laughs> didn't bring chips. We brought the hottest bottle of whiskey with the trunk warmest whiskey you could drink. Oh, and we probably just had it in the car already. Sure. Of course. So we, we didn't even didn't. get a new bottle of whiskey. It was like, oh, right, well, we'll get rid of this. <laughs> Can't give them the good stuff. You guys want to break some just bottles? Anyways, <laughs> just start kicking stuff. But all right, so I have a foot in the mouth well, I've done there. Done that cool guy like at a party, oh no, bottle opener. So I fucking remembered, boom, doing it on a on a brick wall <laughs> yeah. and just shattered <laughs> the top. The bottle, so yeah. it was just sharp, like the <laughs> definition of jagged sharp. And I was like, I had a pussy. <laughs> yeah, I remember thinking like, that same drinking, thing. <laughs> just like a broken bottle. And it was like, get a new beer, but I was like, no, man.
2: So Don't dangerous. Like I'm like, thinking why? about that episode of Oz where they crushed the glass into the guy's food like over yeah. a week and then eventually he just started bleeding out <laughs> of his every pore.
1: I <laughs> just drinking like a broken beer bottle. Oh, it's so gross. Dude, you had to be so dainty about it because it was just shattered glass and like, <sniffs> no, I'm good, man. Good.
2: So as for putting foot in the mouth, I guess I can continue at the frat house and then go back to the dinky townhouse because now there's two instances of it. (laughs) We finished the whiskey train and then they let this old dog in the house through the doggy door. So I go in and they're all playing cards and I sit down. Very nice people, as I recall, but I had a very big art school growth kid chip on my shoulder. So I remember we're playing it and these guys and there were these nice girls and I'm thinking at the time they were probably like 19 anyways – one girl was there and like a fucking cat house hen, if that's a term, she leaves the room and I go, hey guys, she looks like an alien. And then the guy sitting next to me just, just like, that's my girlfriend. And I was like, any any whiskey train outside? Like, just had to like <laughs> fucking eat my shoe because it was like a non thing. It was like me like trying to be in well, with the guys <laughs> by being hurtful, by being a fucking bully, and them just instantly calling out the scumbag. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, she's very. I think that was the next thing, and you know, I think it was our friend who was like, like, no, she's very very nice. nice like in nice his lady. head, going, why are you here? You're not supposed to accept invitations into her home. Yes, exactly. Thanks, you, ugly thug. <laughs> then, and she was, as I recall, perfectly normal looking. Not I had whiskey lips, like dried whiskey <laughs> lips. Like just that, just disgusting. I always, when I think of disgusting us, this isn't even Minneapolis. I go back to a oh. picture that our friend Melissa sent us when we ha- were hanging out with Trevor. And remember that, uh, not remember, like it's still friends. I, I speak to him. Uh, uh, Adam. Mm -hmm. or no excuse me josh because his last because i won't say his last name but josh Mm -hmm. the lawyer
1: yeah uh invited us to
2: his really cool building his really nice apartment introduced us to his wife showed around showed (laughs) us around showed us his cool jazz records as i recall allowed us like or not allowed us but like let's all go up to the garden rooftop at this amazing manhattan complex Mm -hmm. and the only image i was sent is melissa took a picture of us and it was a time when we were drinking sparks Beverages, which was Pre-gamed the it. most putrid, thick, orange staining liquid because it was just it's malt, caffeine liquor and taurine energy and malt drink. liquor. And we drank them constantly.
1: Because we would go because we were poor scums. If you haven't noticed that already, from that, we spoke an hour about it. We're like, well, we got to get a, <laughs> just get that pregame buzz. Oh, yeah. So we'd buy two sparks between us. Those are illegal now. They yes, do not, not sell them. You cannot buy them anymore. You can only like, buy
2: them in like East Prussia now, backstock. Oh
1: God! Because we would drink them on the street, yes, walking. Because you could. It looked like a Red Bull. You know, and just you get and like you said, it's like you can feel it on your teeth, like like the sound a marker board makes yes. when you run. Like that's how your teeth feel, and just orange. Lips and just up so late with it
2: when you just should fall asleep. Go into your malt liquor stupor and just fall asleep. But it just kept you you up with that, and and you can
1: just drink.
0: It's like cocaine. It's It's the same premise of just doing coke so
2: you can drink more. Not so you can drink more, but it allows you to drink more. But, um, oh, so the image she took is us with just these orange lips and red fiery oh, eyes. And I'm giving like a kiss face to the camera and it's so disgusting. I got a, sh- a shirt that doesn't fit, you know? It's just like so sad. <laughs> so that's what they're seeing as I'm like, isn't she isn't she strange? <laughs> and they're just like, just come on. It's like, pull your pants up. <laughs> Get out, your out of your skateboard that broken go into traffic. But, um, <laughs> uh, so then going back to the house, to the being the scummer within the scum house is going back to Dinky House is with our buddies that lived there. Like, and I when I say buddies, like this other guy was a cool dude and he was always nice and he like he was just on a different level because we were on whiskey train level and he was on like normal guy joke level. He would have fit in perfectly at the frat party because they would have been talking about you know the Vikings and shit, quote unquote normal shit. That still bores me, but that's where he was. So, anyways, instead of just saying. This is his home. That's his thing. This is our thing. I was down in the basement. He wasn't down there. I was with friends. I was with the people that lived there and other people that whiskey trainers. And I said something like, Isn't he a dumb piece of shit? And I was just talking shit about somebody (laughs) in his own home atop broken bottles in his basement that he had to hear and then see that this is what happened in his
1: home. school still like yes he was working to like better himself whereas the rest of us were like we're gonna be comedians (laughs) we're gonna start our own public access show so then just talked about mr show and mr science theater exactly
2: again whiskey train people versus not but down there was his one friend that was hanging out that i didn't know was his friend so guy on the inside so, or not on the inside, but I'm just talking shit. And of course, my friends aren't calling me out because one, there's no point because I'm just being a moron anyway. And they're not doing it to be like, yeah, he's right. They're just saying, like, why am I going to bother? He's just being. Let, Hans, let he, him have his rant and then let, he'll let him fine. rant like a fucking the ranter, full of shit ranter he is. But I just remember peering over my shoulder at this one friend and thinking, huh, we've been talking a lot of shit and I don't know this guy. And sure I enough. Put my finger on this fella. And I'm looking at him, and he's just looking at me like he spotted a big bug that needs to get squashed because he has. <laughs> and he's got a, and I, and I was just like, he's got, I, as I, I know he has scissors in his hand. And as I recall, he was like making a motion, like, I think he was like sharpening one edge of the scissor with like a butter knife that's what i picture in my head but he just <laughs> found two sharp objects in the basement in the whiskey train basement which wouldn't have been hard to find and i look yeah. over and i'm like introduce myself as though like i was like hey how you doing and he's like i'm doing okay i'm really trying hard not to stab you in the neck with these scissors right now and i was just like what <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> and he's like that's my friend. This is his house and you're talking all this shit while he's upstairs. And you know what? All valid points. Minus the scissor thing. That was that was a bit intense. Yeah. But again, it's a foot in the mouth moment where it's like just fucking just let let things go like like I don't know. There's just like just fucking those moments where you go back. It's the same moment. Do I have to relive that moment? I don't I definitely don't want to.
1: Because it's yeah. me like at a bad part it's me being a fucking big bug. Oh no, and that house was like it's such an interesting because our friend Jesse, who is from her hometown, was in a like had been in and was currently in like a indie band that was doing well. Couple, yeah, So he bands, was yeah. kind of like a local in the music scene, celebrity, yeah, just because he played in all these bands, he fucking knew everybody. They would tour, and he's like super charismatic. He's like a six six, like two hundred pound, like drummer with like jet black, you know, pompadour hair. Yeah, awesome dude. So he like, there's just this odd. So of course, we were friends with the the newest to move to Minneapolis because we knew everybody, but we didn't. Just the fucking baby scums. Oh,
0: yeah. And we showed up, so there was
1: always just the the most interesting people, because you had, like, cool artists and -and up-and-coming people. And then every now and then, you'd just get some, like, random... Like, I remember one night, we were all drinking, and then it was, like, arm wrestling contests, and I beat this guy, and he, like, wanted to fight me. (laughs) I was like, what are we doing? Was it one of those... crack
2: out of a beaker. Was it one of those twins...
1: Yes, it was one of the twins. So there was. A, so yes, it was. It it, it is. Yeah, there's a very, an odd set of aggressive
2: twins. <laughs> it is a very esoteric, eccentric group because I don't couldn't tell you one of their names. I couldn't uh-uh. tell you really. I think the only reason they were around. This is such a scumbag whiskey train house thing. Is they lived in the house two tenants ago. So. As it works, they they were just like, like, we used to live here, now we just come back and hang here. Like They were probably literally just walking by the sidewalk as the whiskey train was outside on the front stoop, as was an often place to hang out, just drinking, smoking whiskey. They walked by and said, hey, we used to live in this house. From then on, about... Every two weeks they would show up and it would be weird. Like they were like, we're tripping on mushrooms and they would just like run around the house. These kind of beefy, but totally like they were like wall streety guys.
1: Yeah, totally. They would totally think they were like wall street type dudes. The Oxford shirt, collared shirt, khaki pants, always seemingly put together. But like you said, it was this weird set of twins and very rarely were they ever in the same room together. And one of them was, like, real chill, didn't say a lot, and one had a fucking hair up his ass, hair trigger. Yeah. So you were kind of always walking on eggshells because you never knew which twin you were talking to, and one always (laughs) wanted to fuck somebody up. Right. And one was just a slug. Like, he just was this affable, like, yeah, uh uh-huh, sure. Ugh.
2: Oh, that's bringing back weird memories. There was
1: a time. Uh, there was a
2: the time. I guess we're going down this. Maybe I should either hour it or two-parter it. But uh, I guess uh, there was this time. So it was Dinky Town. So it was the University of Minneapolis, Minnesota yeah, campus yeah. town.
0: And ten, there were
2: baby. frat houses and separate houses. And within the block was the house where... Like the varsity, and I don't even know if that's what you call it in at that level. Like, because that was the Mm -hmm. upper echelon of college football teams, right? Maybe they're not the best known, but they were the one. Like, U of M played all the big teams, right? They were in that division R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was their starters. They lived in the house down the block.
1: Wisconsin, like they're legit, like football NCAA team.
2: And so if we thought we were off going across the river to the St. Paul fret, we snuck over to one of their parties one night because we heard literally down the grapevine house that they had a keg. So we're oh, like rats couldn't, <laughs> to a pizza slice, just couldn't stick out farther, but, could, oh, but yes, we could because you know what we did? We did. We showed up for the keg, and we're like, "Yeah, I got a keg here, guys. You go to school, yeah, yeah." Like trying to fit in. Cool, man. Cool. They didn't have cups, so we made a venture, <laughs> made a venture back to Whiskey Train Central. We didn't have cups because nothing was clean, so we of course not. They we don't all, have any silverware. We had bowls
1: and Tupperware. <laughs> <But> Jesus, <yeah. laughs> so
0: we went. <laughs> So we they said back. they don't have
1: cups because they were being nice and they're like, you fucking weirdos, get the fuck out of here. You know what? No cups. So, yeah, no we went back and I back. was drinking
2: out of a ceramic beer, out of a ceramic <laughs> cereal bowl at this U of M elite football players party. And sure oh, yeah. enough, I'm just scummy enough not to get into it with any of the football players not because we just mashed dude because they were like there is no bother to get into with this guy like this guy is truly a big bug to me and yeah. then by the way I should preface that clearly I'm now big bug means scumbag um yeah we've uh, changed it it's totally it's, it's changed that in the glossary redacted pre predacted. post-acted yes uh so uh, so but their girlfriends weren't having it so i got into a big fight about i was literally like the old west because i was trying to like hobnob up to one of these girls and i was like you know that new song by usher i can dance just like him
1: (laughs) and she and of course she wasn't have shoulder length, like white jesus hair (laughs) yes of course just
2: totally disgusting and a
1: ratty like trucker ball hat
2: And so what's her response? My response is her like, as uh, I should have been like to like the football players totally pay me no mind. But at least I made the effort to like hit on this girl. And she just went, okay, do it. Hey, guys, can we put that Usher song on? This guy's gonna (laughs) dance to it.
1: And I remember, like, if anybody remembers, I'll have to put on the blog. Brent. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Just when he's like at that Christmas party and he's like, no, I can dance. Yes. I know how to dance and they play the music and it's just the fat little white guy dance.
2: It was literally toe tapping. Like, I'm thinking more of there's a an incident that happened on Saturday Night Live where Ashley Simpson came out and they accidentally and she was going to lip sync over her popular song and they played the second track. So she wasn't synced up and the music stopped and this poor person and I still think like how how rough of a situation to be in. So it wasn't her that wanted to lip sync. And her, that's how her and I can really relate. When I'm at that big Hollywood party, I'll tell her this story. Tell everybody you can dance like Usher. He's there, and yes, exactly. (laughs) Let's do it, Ush. Um, But uh, so she does like a weird. Forgive me for saying this, but it it can only be described as a bizarre like shuck and jive off stage with like high elbows and.
1: off stage like
2: a skidoo off stage and that's they put the usher song on as i'm like starting to sweat bullets (laughs) and i just skidoo to the point where they're just like you fucking asshole like and then i became like the reverse butt of the joke well i was always the butt of the joke let's be honest but then it became like now dance to this one now dance to this one. So I became their monkey as <laughs> I have a ceramic like a- <laughs> cereal bowl with green flowers etched on the side because it was somebody's grandmother's because they nobody had dishware there. It was left in the house, probably one of the twins that they broke up buds in. And I'm drinking <laughs> beer out of it, getting mocked, not by the football players, but by the girlfriends of the football yeah, players.
1: the girlfriends, yeah. So that's
2: where... Ugh. so so i have the tenacity to say this chick looks like an alien
1: oh god you're like you are just talking about the the drug the death drug that gives you like uh, i don't ever want to see us at those parties because we scumbag <laughs> in and we're relatively charming relatively funny sure sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't But it only works because we're fucking freaks. (laughs) Like you were telling that story. And I was like, I remember sneaking into a party and they were like, what are you doing here? And we just went crazy. Like, I remember biting, taking bites out of a pumpkin, (laughs) like a gourd (laughs) to like. You know, like, look, I'm crazy. And they just kept giving me stuff to bite. <laughs> just like, they like me. They really like me. Here, idiot, eat this. Okay. Literally, the kids eating worms on the school playground. I'll, I'll drink whatever you want. Put it in a glass. I'll drink it. Put a little whiskey in there, though. <laughs> I'm getting away with murder. I'm
2: drinking their whiskey. <laughs> There's just a little bit of cat <laughs> oh my- urine in it.
1: All <laughs> oh, for like four cent keg beer. Oh, exactly. God, go exactly
2: oh man that is that is um I guess we're not doing so callback to last episode we're missing hen dignity we got Canadian mm-hmm. big once a certain Canadian big worked on Canadian big but we're gonna have to hold on to it right
1: oh yeah it'll be a treat
2: spoiler I love that Philadelphia line so <laughs> I good. thought you would
1: <laughs> you know it. <laughs> What do you say? I suppose that uh, we're doomed. We're doomed. I already forgot
0: we're how it went. Doomed. Does it, <laughs> didn't it end? Go. This do is do do a,
2: do. this is bullshit or this is some bullshit or something. <laughs> we're doomed. I already forget it. We're doomed. Can I just please take a note for once? Like I listen and edit the podcast, and if you look at my notes, it might as well be like let, let, let me find one. One note that, like, they didn't have AIDS in World War Two. Like, I need, it's the same way, like, when I was, like, drunkenly <laughs> writing a sketch and I went back. Like, and it's just like, oh, wait, no, I have it, I have it, I have it. All right, I take it back. I can write a note. It says, us from, that's an hour. Eh, whatever. We're do So I got it, but I don't know where that's a piece of shit is. Oh, well. <laughs> It just I'm says sure Tom came- Hanks had sex with his grandmother. <laughs> Is that a rumor we're spreading?
1: Where do you think Colin Hanks came from?
2: Well, I guess that's that takes care of that. Tom, ha- Tom had sex with. Ch- I, I just called Tom by the way because I couldn't get it out. First name basis. How are we gonna end it? Tom had sex with his grandma. That sounds like a bad Willie Nelson song. Like, like, bec- like that's what Willie Nelson's gonna do at the old <laughs> Hanks roast. Tommy had sex with his grandma after he was shooting Bachelor (laughs) 2.
1: Run over by a reindeer. I love that you and I keyed in on the same song. It was like, Tommy had sex with his grandma.
0: (laughs) stupid.
1: Walking Uh. home from the saloon one early eve. You think you...
2: So you always hear... Uh, And we'll doom it in a second You always hear Tom Hanks as Mr. Nice in Hollywood You think you could uh, get in old Tom's inner circle? You like uh, antique typewriters?
1: I don't think I got enough I don't think I know enough about history do I'd like to think so
2: Yeah, he, oh yeah, he is Those guys, they got too much time on How do they have time? They're, like that is such a busy sc- i feel like i'm a, like that's how i started like dr toilet is back in the flush bowl because out of this sad mom financial insecurity i took on a gig that's like straight my persona like i'm trying to do all these things like to be creatively emboldened but then i get worried about money for like one second i'm like yes uh, i'll write your schedules that has been nothing but a night where they're like yeah you don't even have to come in to do that and it's just one of the i don't know if you've ever had a position where you've been in charge of a schedule oh, at is, a place don't
1: ever i wouldn't wish it on my enemies
2: exactly because everybody's like it's I, I can't come in in three minutes and yeah. I'm like why not yeah. i'm in sri lanka <laughs> it's like what happened why am i getting this so it's a fucking nightmare. So I doctor toileted in and I only took it out of financial insecurity. And I say that because just that is like, my fucking time is sucked up like a motherfucker. Does time have to do with, I guess it has to do with like being fulfilled too. Cause Tom Hanks yeah. is busy all the time. He's got to be. Motherfucker makes yeah. big blockbusters two a year, three a year. And yet he's like, up on all this shit but it must only be because once he's done doing something that's fulfilling he can literally go you do whatever just <sniffs> yep now i'm Relax. gonna read with a goddamn smile on my face as opposed to me that's like if i don't try and read something i'm losing time in my life yeah. and i'll never know about dunkirk it's like <laughs> christ
1: right you feel guilty for doing that yes he doesn't yeah so. He doesn't feel guilty for pampering himself and taking a moment. Yeah, right. Because why would he? Because all this other... You th- yeah, I don't
0: know. I, I, I
1: mean,
2: like, at that big Hollywood party, I got a lot of ins. Ush. A lot of ins. Ashley yeah. Sims, <laughs> Tom and his grandmother. I'll sing that song for him. <laughs> hey, Tom, I got one for you.
1: <laughs> Private noise. Ryan 2
2: isn't happening. Because he's too busy boning my... <laughs> Grandma, that is. That's when you come in (laughs) on my shoulder. (laughs) Want a little Canadian club? (laughs) (laughs) Then, then six months later, Whiskey Train. The movie comes out, and it's like one of those sad Barney Gumble like alcoholic black and white basement movies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's true. Just one like that house was for any just reference. If you don't need, it's just it was the house from Fight Club. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Basically, like just that's what it was.
2: But just enough. Thank God there was just enough liquor lubricating the house that any of the crazy shit talked about. Like because and I don't mean like in a radical, like weird sense, because that was Fight Club. We're going to like bring chaos. But there was enough conversation that was like literally you know, that statue in Dinkytown, like on campus. Let's go put a headshot. Let's go glue a headshot of Mark Summers to it. And, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. you know, like say I who farted like, and it was just one more suckle of whiskey enough to go like, or let's sit here and smoke meth. <laughs>
1: you know, it's like. No, totally. It's that divy. Like the, the drunkest I got, like lifetime drunks was at that house. And it was with, they had hospital booze. Yes. Oh my god, yes. And it was a the old 40s 50s style IV. It was a gag. This is Gag Booze Central. Somebody went to like Spencer Gifts. And no, it this. was
2: from a yard sale because it was created in like 1972.
1: It was a it was um unsh- off shelf as you if you will, but go, go yes. ahead. So yeah, no, it was like a vintage store purchase. But it's a glass jar. With all the IV stuff, and then a tube with a stopper, and it was just meant to be—they fl- filled it with whiskey, of course. And I was—I had been drinking at that time, but not right. You started to the drinking late, yeah. That I should have like just slug it. Like I—I I think it, you know, like it's one of those dumb things. It's like I probably did ten shots of whiskey in an hour
2: yeah of course so stupid
1: yeah you start
2: late young whatever you should never drink the, to the excess we all drank comfortably and pounding those daily beers.
1: yes and like I just remember skateboarding through the house <laughs> crashing off the front porch and then realizing how drunk I was I couldn't move <laughs> yeah. like I was so drunk and just laid in the front yard <laughs> and people would come out to smoke and they'd be like hey Case what's up yeah <laughs> like cool man and then just smile you know you'd have the uh, smile and
2: that thumbs up maybe because <laughs> i I've, I've been there and i was i was
1: i puked in the grass and then didn't have enough muscle control i like slithered away so that it wouldn't like <laughs> seep close to me and then woke we'll so up like No cops. No one stopped. There's literally a body in the grass. (laughs) And like woke up when the sun was coming up.
2: Oh, God. That makes me so sick because I've been there so many times. No more uh, to that excess drinking or not. Thank God you grow out of it. But then there's those motherfuckers that just thank God because you know what? To be perfectly honest, you or I laying on the grass or I'm more thinking of uh, um, New Year's Eve. 1999 where i had that paralysis drinking paralysis because it came from so much hard liquor in such a short amount of time but i passed out in the bathroom but like that conscious can't move throwing up like i i you know it's honestly only one more drink maybe two more drinks out of that bottle Before, that's literally how you die. That's how your parents have to retrieve your goddamn body and how everyone has to talk about you the next day or on somebody else podcasting. Like, do you remember that motherfucker from 20 years ago that fucking died on the bathroom floor, New Year's, 1999? From what? From drinking too much vodka in an hour? In an hour. (laughs) And that's happening to somebody right now. It's fucking oh, gross. Yeah. I had that conversation last night. Like there's Meg and I watched this documentary. I know we doomed it, but we'll keep going. It's all right for, uh, we watched that documentary. That's got everybody's panties up their fucking butt cheeks called what the health. And, um, oh, I've
1: heard of, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it. And to me,
2: it's like, it's, it's great because it, 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 it's informative on, you know, foods that are bad for you. Things people should probably already know. Um, but it's also done by this, and Meg would disagree with me. Like the guy who makes the documentary, who's a very thoughtful, mm-hmm. caring guy who does a lot of research. He's from San Francisco, and he's a very like stoner boner. Like, all right, oh, so I what know. do you mean? Why yeah. isn't heart healthy? Why isn't the Heart Association like you know uh, touting a vegan diet? I mean, it says it right here. I'm just like this guy means somebody so else. much well and is doing so much good trying to help people. My, I'm back to judgment. I'm gay. That guy looks like an alien. <laughs> but it's like, uh, so anyways, forget that. Forget I brought that up. See, I, God, doomed or, re- can't change your, can't change your furs. Isn't that what they say? But, um, uh,
1: I agree with you. Like the message messenger does matter.
2: And it's and produced by Joaquin Phoenix. He, he's a fucking trained actor, a good actor. He should just narrate that shit. Anyway, it's got everybody worked up, even though in my opinion, So many documentaries have already covered this, but for whatever reason, this what the health has hit. Because I've heard Mm -hmm. so many people say, I'm not eating meat anymore. We're cutting sugar out because we had no idea that it linked cancer to this and this and this. And it's like, really, people like, I know people have said Mm -hmm. that in other documentaries, but this has like got people like, documenting change and all this stuff like it's really intense anyways we're watching this and this will fucking i pinned it finally getting back to what i was talking about there's something on the books because of what happened to the tobacco industry called the cheeseburger laws and that protects all these fast food companies from getting sued by people that overuse their food and become sick from it because it's the same thing that happened with tobacco Uh from people that smoked 200,000 cigarettes and got lung cancer and then sued them. And I yeah. think the tobacco industry has since paid out $40 billion. But so the food industry sees, you know, saw the writing on the, saw wall. the, writing on the wall and like, let's get this shit done. So they have it. You cannot sue McDonald's for right. making you fat. And I think that's you justifiable. Be able to my opinion. I agree. I don't think there there should be no necessity for a law for that. And the law literally says, like, they're not shying away. They're not trying to be, like, coy with it. It says, we told you, and you know, because we said so, that our food is bad for you. You should not eat our food. We told you that. You ate it. You cannot be mad at us. There it is. All right. Clear as day. How come, and am I wrong, and why didn't I research this? I guess because it was a late-night conversation. I know about it with the tobacco industry. I know Mm -hmm. about it with the attempts— at the food industry, the fast food industry. How come I've never heard about that ever happening with alcohol? How come nobody's ever tried to sue big booze trademarked?
1: Big, I think because they've just always on front street, like this shit is bad for you.
2: That's like, I guess prohibition. Could you put prohibition in that camp? Like they didn't get sued, but they literally got shut down. Is that the big incident they, that I'm missing? Because there was no individual lawsuit, but that's because we weren't a litigate, crazy
1: uh, country or society at that time. Right, right. I think maybe just because it's like so much of it's connected to choice, like so much death surrounding it is like you were drinking and driving. That's against the law. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to do that. You
2: were underage and drinking. That's against the law. But then right. the argument is... And, and again, yeah, you shouldn't be able to. That's just,
1: you take that think shit in your head. Liquor hand. has ever purported to give you any benefit whatsoever. Whereas cigarettes, they were pretty shady with the marketing. Like, you know, like, I feel like th- th- that gray area of like, oh, cigarettes are good for they you relieve for stress, and this and that. Yeah. They, they gave them th- th- things they do have, but like, once you start selling, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You're there, right. There I'm was curious some, why not, but
2: there was something interesting about the along I think the booze lines. Has always
1: had a negative connotation. Like yeah, there's no like smoking equivalent to like a fucking booze hound alcoholic. Like that's always right, exactly. been a negative connotation. Yes, someone who drinks too, too much. Excess, yeah. is always seen as like it goes
2: back biblical. Like thou shall yeah. not over imbibe. It Never, never says or whatever texts I have read never says not to imbibe. Is it vibe or vibe? Bibe.
1: Right. In bibe, in yeah. Uh,
2: it just says not to overdo it and become a louse. Yeah. But it's fucking just effects. That shit happens. But what I was thinking, mm-hmm. or not thinking, one point on what you said, and what's was interesting in this stoner boners document, in this guy's documentary, <laughs> is uh, they have uncovered um, documents from the tobacco industry that doesn't say... We have to definitively, we don't want to lose people from smoking, so we need to have to make sure to try and convince them that smoking isn't bad for you. They were like, there's no fucking way we can do that. But our number one objective, our number one sales point, our number one point of sale is doubt. We have yeah. to introduce that cigarettes might not be bad for some people. It could have caused mm-hmm. that, but so does any other kind of carcinogen like yeah. doubt doubt so but i would also
1: say on your point of like alcohol cigarettes it, it actively ha- went after children whereas i, I mean well i there think there was never i think yes
2: and no i think na- i think alcohol never used to do it because it's just a commodity that is never going to go out of right fat. like you said and it's fashion it's not the right like word. humans have been
1: drinking since they could yeah ever since forever and um, Smoking is a an invented... Yes. ...as we evolved. And it's a
2: pretty disgusting thing, like, as far as the way it makes... Like, they really had to work. They fucking worked their asses off to convince a lot of people that you gotta smoke, smoke, smoke. Kudos. But um, as far as alcohol, I think alcohol took a page out of 50s, 60s cigarette companies because now alcohol, I would argue... Is more marketed towards kids than any other time because alcohol used to just be we make good gin or we make cheap gin, we make good whiskey or we make cheap whiskey, but we don't yeah. make fucking cotton candy, UV, like whipped cream right, right, vodka yeah. in like literally glittery packaging. Like, who is that supposed to attract?
1: And don't get spicy, don't get Chelsea spicy on me. <laughs> I Yeah, you're right. It's just them trying to appeal to like less refined palates. Someone's like, I hate the taste of alcohol, but I love getting drunk. And it's super cheap. Super cheap, That's Oh, stuff. yeah, like we 99 used, bananas? We used to drink
2: UV vodka, which for a minute, something happened and it was taken off the shelf, but now it came back as under a name, and the reason it was taken off the shelf... So I guess this shit's happened, but I don't know if it was from a lawsuit, because it was too... Brightly colored. You remember this stuff, right? It was blue raspberry, green apple, something red or pink, and then vanilla. It was like $7 a liter. It was 40 proof. The color of soda pop. The color of soda pop, the flavors of soda pop, and it was 40 proof. And what we used to do is buy the vanilla and mix it with chocolate milk. And you talk about paralysis on the front yard. I don't think I've ever been sicker than when those two things curdle in your stomach. I don't know how we got this is a very boozy episode. Oh yeah. That was a very boozy. boozy but we but we've un we've unearthed the we've unearthed a tomb that I hadn't thought of in a long time which is the Whiskey oh, yeah. Train House. Whiskey and, Train, yeah. Yeah, this is a good one. And
1: we brought Big Bug's back
2: in the Saved right it. way.
1: The right way. <laughs> Donald so, Trump, he's a real big bug. He's a fucking Yeah, he's a big bug with
2: raspberry uh what are those called on the what's a bug's body it's not like a bow like a carapace (laughs) no i don't know what that word means don't they have like a thorax that's
1: that structure yeah like the the hard armor like yeah i think it's called the carapace he is a he is a big bug trump the big bug he's like vincent d'onofrio in men in black never seen a cockroach in a man suit uh
2: man-sized cockroach there's your hell right there
1: yeah hey how you doing
2: I had a cockroach that was so big over my shoulder one time when I was reading in my bedroom that its antennae was so long that I even had to laugh at it because I looked over my shoulder and it was so big. It must have been three inches big and the antennae extended that to six inches and I looked over and... First I went, oh. and then I had to laugh because its antenna was so long. I was reading in bed. It looked as though the antenna could go over my shoulder and either flip the page or stop the page. Like either I'm not finished or are you finished? Are you finished with that page? And then lick its antenna and then turn the page. And then I fucking killed it with a boot, I'm sure. Or, or oh, I missed it. it. There's nothing worse than missing a big bug with – And and then it scurries under a baseboard or something And you know it's coming back for you later
1: Oh, And you know I'm a bad shot Oh, God
0: Jerk practice, jerk practice Sketch boys love to reminisce,
2: yeah And there it was, episode 59 Uh, I'm assuming Whiskey Train's gonna be in the title Let's call it the Whiskey Train episode uh what a treat uh, unearthing that um those memories. Uh and remind me anybody listening uh you know what I should make a note but I make terrible notes. Uh about the uh, detergent train. You can just about imagine what that entails. The detergent train story coming up next episode I'm sure. Uh if you like the pod there's plenty of episodes to go back and listen. Uh, you just subscribe to do that. You download some episodes. It costs you nothing. It takes up no space. And you delete them once you listen to them, and we get the credit. Not the not the simoleons, if you will, but uh, just a little uh, recognition. Um, the best way to get that recognition is if you write a little review. Hey, I like the jerk practice. Hey, that Dr. Toilet sure is handsome. Uh, it's always Henning, and so it's always so Basie Casey. Uh, what else can you do? You can check us out at jerkpractice.com. You can check out the blog. Wait, yeah, the blog is at jerkpractice.com. You can uh, you can give me allocution lessons uh, uh, or uh, uh, speech lessons to get rid of my shush and to, um, uh, to to not ramble from A to Z, to learn to pin things, if you will, call back episode one. You know what? That wouldn't be me, baby. We're uh, on Facebook. We're at Jerk Practice Pod. And we also have another podcast, Have a Good Night Court, which has Season 2, Episode 6, dropping in two days. You got it. We literally go one episode of Night Court at a time and discuss it to death. Splitting hairs upon hairs upon hairs until you get a nuclear... Uh, hairball explosion, baby! All right, I think this has gone long long, gone on long enough. Uh, we love you. There's nothing you can do about that.
0: Whiskey train, time to circle around. Whiskey train. Time to cue that sadness sound Well, that whiskey train has got us Time to slug it down Whiskey train Don't look me in the eyes That whiskey train Got me whiskey cries Well now take that coke and slug it. Follow Canada Club, you scum. back. All right, let's take a little break. All right, pass me the Canada Club and a coke. We ain't got no coke, then hand me a do. If we ain't got no do, then you know what to do. It's time for a Whiskey Toot! Here we go! Well, a Whiskey Train! Oh my god, we're out! Whiskey Train! So what's next for us, louse? Is Well, I think I saw some Downy! Let's go take some detergent down! Detergent down straight Whiskey train Now we're belching blue Whiskey train I think we're poisoned too Well it's time to close our eyes now And just hope we pull through Hope we pull through oh, woo. <coughs> I think that had bleach
2: added for waiter whites. It, it was a terrible idea. But keep, keep picking at that axe, Max. And hand me another slugger club. What? That whole last verse was how we were out. It's incredibly stupid of me then to assume we had it already. What am I in a cartoon? And the next scene, everything's back to where it was two scenes ago. How foolish! All right, hand me that bleach again and let's get back to business. It burns so good as I once actually said to uh, my mother-in-law.
0: Whiskey train, time to circle around. Whiskey train, cue the sadness sound. Well that whiskey train's got us I think we're dying now Dying now Oh my god We're gonna die